Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, Open Mic Podcast listeners. Want to share your opinions, give me feedback, or tell me what you're thinking? If you do, send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in future episodes of the podcast. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform that I use to make this show. Here are some things that I would love to hear from you. What questions do you have for me? What did you think of the episode? What did you think of the topic? Who should I interview next? Make up a theme song. I don't know. Do your best impression of me. I'll see all of your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes and I can't wait to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Until next time, cheers and be well and enjoy today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 124 of the Open Mic Podcast. It's your host, Brett Allen. And today, I have a special behind-the-scenes episode for you. I had a conversation this morning with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire, and we had about a 12-and-a-half to 13-minute conversation for today's episode. I wasn't going to release it until a few days from now, but I was talking to my good friend Eric Hunley over at Unstructured, and I was just going over the interview in my head, just bouncing a few things off of him. And initially, when I started to talk about it, I wasn't feeling super 100% about the episode. And as a podcaster, that happens a lot where you have a guest on and the interview goes really well, but then afterwards, you just kind of feel weird about it. And that's really part of this whole game of being a podcaster and part of the workflow and grind that goes into putting an episode together every week. And oftentimes, when you reach out to a guest, there are certain parameters that are put on you as an interviewer because the guest is very busy and they have a lot on their plate. And sometimes they can only allot a certain amount of time to you as the interviewer. And when you're somebody like John Lee Dumas and everybody wants your attention, you have to really space out your time and and logically and strategically plan to talk to people. So really, I was given a 15-minute block, but by the time I dialed the call on Skype, got him on the phone, had just a small amount of pleasantry, we really had about 12 and a half to 13 minutes to talk. And so I had five questions. And honestly, those five questions went way faster than I expected them to go. And so I found myself nervous at that point and sort of vamping and shooting from the hip. But I feel like I asked really good questions. But I'm playing the episode, the episode, not episode, the episode in its entirety just for you because I... I feel like that at the end of the day, he brought some really solid content and there's a lot of information here that I I hope that you find valuable as a listener. And really, I just want it to be known that there are some lessons learned here. And as a podcast host and someone who puts together episodes on a regular basis, 
my number one focus is you, the listener, to bring something to you that's valuable and that's not going to waste your time because I know you are very busy, just like I'm very busy. And the fact that you choose to listen and to be a part of the show every day is a really big deal to me. So I don't want to waste your time today with anything else other than just presenting to you this quick little conversation. And that's what happens sometimes. You you just have to be quick. You have to be on the fly. And I'll be honest, I was a little bit nervous when I was talking to him. I didn't feel like I was 100% on my game. And so I think I stumbled around a little bit. But podcasters are human too. <laughs> and uh, it was really great. And, and I learned so much about it. It took me a day to think about it. But I just, I want to put this out there for you to listen. Again, the chances of me having a conversation with this guy on a daily basis or off the daily basis, I don't know how you want to say it. There's just, it's slim to none, if at all. But because I reached out to him, it was very easy to book him. He said yes right away. And then a string of emails followed of rules and regulations. And again, that's cool. That's just part of what we do. Sometimes you have to accommodate the guest and John Lee Dumas is in very high demand. He's very popular. He only does recordings like once or twice a month. And when he does, he does like 20 or 30 in an entire day. So times that by 15, that's like a lot of hours. I'm not very good at math. So anyway, with that being said, I really hope you enjoy it. This is my interview with John Lee Dumas, pre-recorded. Enjoy. Cheers and be well. John Lee Dumas, welcome into the Open Mic Podcast. It's good to have you here today, sir. Brett, I am fired up to be here. What's going on? Not much. Well, I have a lot of questions and we have a little bit of time, so I definitely want to maximize that this morning. So obviously, for most of our listeners and, and, and those who probably are joining in for the first time, are familiar with you. They know that you are the go-to guy when it comes to podcasting and be being an entrepreneur. And so I have some specific questions that the group has asked, and I want to run through those with you. First of all, what is your approach and your method for those looking to find a mentor or who perhaps ask you to be their, your, their mentor when it comes to being an entrepreneur or a leader, those types of things? Most people make massive mistakes when they're looking for a mentor. They look for somebody who's super successful or splashy or in the headlines or this or that. Instead, you need to be finding somebody who is currently where you want to be in life. For instance, when I launched my podcast back in 2012, I wanted to be a successful business podcast host. I went, found, and hired a successful business podcast host. That individual, Jamie Masters of The Eventual Millionaire, was able to guide me because she had been there, done that, and made it happen for me. I don't want to run an 800-person ad agency in downtown New York City. So guess what? I'm not going to have Gary Vaynerchuk be my mentor if he was even willing to do so. It's not going to happen because that's not where I want to be. So so many people spend so much time, energy, and effort chasing the wrong potential mentors or even following the wrong people in general. You need to find somebody who is currently where you want to be in life, doing what you want to be doing, having this, the exact success you want to be having, and have them be your either virtual or real mentor. So in that same vein, when it comes to making those types of connections, LinkedIn 
today it seems has become sort of a hot spot for people to connect and reach out to people, even to be a guest on a podcast, so to speak. What are some best practices that you feel are important when you want to try and make those types of connections like you made? I think it's really critical that you are swimming in the pool that you want to be in. So I think a lot of people, again, just like when they're searching for the wrong mentors, meaning like they're just not finding people to learn from who are currently where they want to actually be in life. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time in the wrong pools as far as online groups or LinkedIn or whether it be a Facebook group, whatever it might be. You need to say, okay, who are the avatars for my content? Like, who are people that are going to want and should be and going to need to listen, to consume, to actually be a part of an engager of my content? That is the focus. And like, you find those pools, you find those people, you find those groups, and that's where you spend your time. I think a lot of people just don't have a plan. Like, they're just not focused. Like, they're just kind of jumping from one thing to another. Like, it's LinkedIn and it's Pinterest and it's Instagram and then it's this and it's that. And that's all fine if you're doing it and let me test these things out real quick, but I'm really being specific and judging and analyzing each one of these areas as well. But as soon as possible, you need to get to a place where you are able to sit down and really focus on spending the time with the people you should be spending the time with. People, again, that you're learning from in that specific niche and vertical that you're in and people that are learning from you because they're your perfect consumer of your content. So when it comes to building a sustainable brand like you have built or perhaps other people, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, those types of people, what are some keys from your perspective for for people to build that sustainable brand because people have lots of ideas but sometimes those dreams and ideas just turn out to be just that they don't turn into much else unfortunately so what would you say are some keys to making that happen for someone like yourself or, or anybody who might be listening today People that come up short come up short typically because they are so broad and vague. And if you really ask them what they're looking to do, what they're trying to do, what they want to do, they really can't come up with a coherent answer. They're like, oh, I want freedom or I want lifestyle and location and financial independence. And I want – we all want that. But – Specifically, like, what do you want to bring to this world? If you can't coherently say that in a clear and not broad and vague answer, and I'm not going to put you on the spot here, Brett, so don't worry about it. But if you can't, then you're really just kind of floating along right now. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm a huge believer in focus, following one course until success. And I created an entire free course about this, which I highly recommend anybody listening that's kind of nodding their head right now, go take this free course. It's less than an hour. It's a world-class course that I created for free called yourbigidea.io. You go to yourbigidea.io and guess what? In less than an hour, you're going to have one single big idea that maybe for the first time in your life you can actually focus in and niche down in and go all in on and see if it works. And guess what? It might not, but that's great because then you can go to your next one big idea and see if that one hits or the next one hits. And it's a step-by-step process. Instead of just being vague and broad and dipping your toe in a million different ponds, you're never going to hit a home run that way. 
I love it. And I'm definitely going to check that out. I think as a podcaster who has been doing this for a little bit and has had some great guests like yourself and others, it can be a challenge sometime because I think that you are trying to read the label of your own jar from the inside out. What do you say to people who maybe put feelers out in social groups, maybe like LinkedIn and I don't know, Facebook, possibly even who they want to get some input from people around them. Do you think it's smart to do that? Or do you think it's better to maybe find one or two people that you're close to and just really rely upon them for that type of input? I'm going to answer your question in a different way. And I'm going to answer your question by saying we all should be having a mastermind that we are meeting with on a week-to-week basis. That mastermind should consist of two or three other individuals, no more, where you're meeting, you're announcing and pronouncing your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, and you're being held accountable by other people in that group. And that group should be meeting once a week, Every week, one of those, one of the people of the the two or three or four people that are in that mastermind, again, it's two or three other people, so including you, two or three other people, so four max, minimum two, but three or four is going to be better, where you're on the hot seat, and you are absolutely getting grilled and questioned and challenged by the other people. So at least once a month, you are going to be the focus of that group, but every single week, the other people are getting on the hot seat and sharing their goals and their aspirations and everybody is giving one goal they will accomplish by the um, next meeting with a, with a week. So every single time, even when you're on the hot seat, you are going to be announcing and pronouncing a goal you will accomplish in one week from that point to keep you moving forward, to hold you accountable. And that's the key because things get done when other people that you know, like, and trust, that you respect, that are your friends, are holding you accountable to that. Love it. That is fantastic advice. And I appreciate your honesty and transparency with that. Now, let's talk about the term entrepreneur. Obviously, you are a successful one and you have built a brand and, and a lot of people, if not most everyone, knows who you are. But what would your specific definition be of the term entrepreneur? Because I feel like there's a lot of them out there and I would love to hear what you feel the a good definition, a good working definition of, of that term is. So for me, an entrepreneur is somebody who wakes up and does what they want, where they want, and how they want to do it. That's an entrepreneur. Now, there's successful entrepreneurs who do that in a successful manner, and there's unsuccessful entrepreneurs <laughs> who wake up and do that in an unsuccessful manner and everything in between. So just because you're claiming you're an entrepreneur and you're waking up and doing what you want, where you want, how you want to do it, doesn't make you a successful entrepreneur. But in my opinion and definition, it does make you an entrepreneur. And that's what appealed and drew me to this world was that I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to hold myself responsible. I wanted to be the reason why I won or lost at this game called life. And I knew that I had the discipline, the focus, the productivity, and the drive to make it happen. And not everybody does. And that's okay. You maybe shouldn't be a number one, or maybe you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Maybe you should be a number two or a 10, or work you know, at some corporation. Hundreds of thousands of millions of people do it and have great lives, and that's okay too. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an entrepreneur, and that's a great, exciting thing. Now, the only question left is, are you going to be a successful entrepreneur? 
Wow. <laughs> we could just stop right there and we're we're getting close to the end. That that's great. Thank you, John, for that. So one last question here as we wrap things up. Do you think that an entrepreneur requires a special skill set that people are just have this naturally or or can anyone choose this particular path? I think anybody can choose this particular path. I think there are skills you need to develop as an entrepreneur. They're going to give you a better chance of success. And again, I'll go back to being productive, actually producing the right content day to day. That's a skill you need to develop. Number two, being focused, actually following just one course until success and breaking out distractions. And number three, being disciplined, like actually creating a plan of action and being a disciple to executing that plan of action. Those are skills that you really need to develop. And, you know, shameless plug, but I created a book called The Mastery Journal so that you can master these three skills in 100 days. So just go to themasteryjournal.com. It's my best work ever. It's why I've built a seven-figure-a-year net profit business for those reasons. So I'm a big believer in it. So actually, one more question. We have like a minute here. (laughs) When you started Entrepreneur on Fire, did you have any idea that it would be as big as it is now? Did you get into a few episodes and go, man, this thing's going to be huge? I would just love to pick your brain on that here as we wrap things up. You know, I had desires and goals and aspirations that Entrepreneurs on Fire was going to build and grow and be something very special one day. I didn't really know what that looked like. I didn't have a super clear vision. I don't really uh, believe in spending too much time like thinking about your one, three, five-year goals. I'm much more of a 100-day goal kind of person. Um, but you know, I definitely would not have started Entrepreneurs on Fire if I didn't think it was going to develop for something very special that had the potential of really inspiring, touching, and motivating millions of people around the world, which it's now done. So it's been really cool to see that come to fruition. And for me, it's just looking out 100 days at a time, setting a big, hairy, audacious goal, and then doing my best to accomplish it. Wonderful. And of course, how can people you've mentioned other resources, but specifically, John, how can people find you if they want to learn more about you and and all the successes that you've had and and all the advice that you have for people out there? Well, all the magic happens at eofire.com. I have some world-class courses for entrepreneurs, and again, they're all free, eofire.com, on how to come up with your big idea, start a podcast, create a funnel, And then check out my podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. There's a reason why it's one of the best business podcasts in the world, and I would love for you to check it out. Well, thank you, John Lee Dumas, for being a part of my podcast today on The Open Mic. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate it.